0: When it's time for an adventure on the open highway, one quick call to American Family Insurance gets you headed in the right direction. Our travel peace of mind package is there if you encounter a bump in the road. From roadside assistance to rental car coverage, we have you covered. Find a local agent or get a quote at amfam.com. American Family Insurance. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6,000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.
1: Any workout, any mood, any time. That's what the Peloton Tread is all about. From interval runs that motivate you to go the extra mile, power walks that work up a sweat, rolling hill hikes for you to enjoy, and full body boot camps to hit your goals. Plus thousands of workouts that go beyond the tread. Strength programs, core classes, yoga, Pilates, and even boxing. Everything you need on and off the Peloton Tread. Experience it all for yourself with a 30-day home trial. Learn more at OnePeloton.com.
0: You know, I've been doing this podcast for a little while now. We're coming up on...
1: Hmm,
0: it was like around 10 months or so. And during that time, I've had a lot of conversations. And this episode uh, is episode 98... So we're getting close to that hundred mark and and having lots of conversations. I've had a lot of different chemistry with different people. I've enjoyed all of my podcasts from the bottom of my heart, for sure. Each one has been really cool, but some just have different chemistry. Um, We get in sync very quickly. I can tell you that Lindsay Wisner, this is her second time on the show and we have great chemistry think he could hear it during the podcast. We jump around quite a bit. But I really love Lindsay's attitude. She shoots straight from the hip. And I'm happy to help promote her book, 10 uh, Steps to Finding Happiness, a science-backed, uh, based uh, book about that. And just go all over the world with her in conversation and jump back and forth. I think you guys are going to enjoy it. So enjoy the conversation with Lindsay Weiser. Okay. Well, listen, interesting enough, Lindsay, um, I remember about a month ago, oh God. You, 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 you contacted me on, on Skype. Because we were like, you were thinking we were talking then. And you said, Oh, I see you on the 17th. And we're on the 17th, and it's a very different time.
1: Oh, motherfucker. I mean, and you know, huh, you're right. I made a mistake. I had, uh, I, uh, <laughs> I've been going a little crazy trying to promote my book. The book mm-hmm. launch, well, the book is being released on March 20th. And then the um, big book release party, which let me just tell you, um, we've got a major air and space museum to donate their space, their, well, space. It sounds wrong, but, uh, and then yeah. I got someone to donate food, someone to go donate drinks, because not only was I promoting the release of this book, um, 10 steps to finding happy, which is, it's called a permanent guide to finding happiness. Really what it is, is a scientifically proven guide to finding happy. Mm-hmm. But, um, so, I also wanted to talk about preventing teen st- suicide and destigmatizing it. And I have like personal and professional connections to this. And so, man, we had the best book launch, band for tomorrow night. Howard Stern sent in an autograph, Kristen Chenoweth, wow. um, uh, Connor McGregor was supposed to donate some autograph gloves. Like, this was amazing and now the world is ending but not really but you know what i mean my world ended for the for a short period of time
0: yeah it's amazing what a month i just i don't know it just hit me i i when i pulled that up and i was like yeah it was like things were so different on on april 17th than they are now on march 17th
1: well uh you mean the other way around february 17th february
0: 17th right right there we go
1: Don't worry, it's okay. I I, wish it
0: was April 17th. (laughs) I
1: don't, because I think we're still going to be in the same place. Um, And I don't think, I actually did a little Facebook Live last night um, talking about how to talk to your kids about the coronavirus. And Mm -hmm. I have to tell you, the more I delved into the research of it, guess what? Things weren't all that different February 17th. We just weren't as aware. Right. So, um, you know, China was actually drowning in it. And, um, although we think it's interesting, so just a little stat, cause I'm a big dork. We think that China, you know, has, uh, has so many more cases and so many more this and so many more that's, but a statistic that I found was, and I think you're kind of, you're probably kind of into stats, but probably not as dorky as I am. I'm thinking about your background, you know, but like yeah, I like stats, Right. But so here's the thing. An interesting way to look at any disease is how long it takes for the disease to go exponential, which literally just means to double, you know. So 10 exponential is 100. And don't make me do any other numbers because I could not. <laughs> but um, so I saw that it took China 35 days to go exponential. And it took the U.S. five. So um, I don't – like, I think that really we weren't in that different of an area. We were just – there's also a huge difference between um, confirmed diagnoses and um, suspected diagnoses. Mm -hmm. I am honestly blanking on the word. But basically, like, someone shows up with all the symptoms and we're like, you've got it, versus, oh, no, you actually have it. So – um We are in a different world, and we also are not but um can I share some good news that I just got recently?
0: You share some good news <laughs>
1: um I wrote to psychology today, asking them if they would cover my like book launch book event et etc and um I was actually an an intern there the summer before my senior year of college, so that was the summer of ninety eight and the editor was like well we don't actually do that but do you want a blog so somehow right. i have a blog at psychology today and it's called um the venn diagram life and i'm it's like my childhood dream come true so it's pretty cool the
0: venn diagram life wow i like that name
1: right i'm so excited mm-hmm. about it and um and it's fun and it's cool. And if like five million people read your blog, I think you make like 30 cents. So it's a lot like anchor. I'm used to it, you know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can attest to that too. <laughs>
1: exactly. You know, I'm like, oh my God, I made 31 cents. You know. Um yeah. but yes, but that has been my happy. But there's a lot of fear and a lot of sad, and um which is a shame because we were really wanted to promote my book, but you know, the truth is. Um, there's a lot of sad, scared, worried people out there.
0: What have you seen? Like in your area, what's the, the feeling that you're getting?
1: Um, so we are very, I'll tell you the funniest thing I heard. Cause we need a little happy. Um, and it's a friend of mine. It's like a couple that we're friends with. And the husband wrote today on Facebook can we just go back to using plastic bags because there's like a lot happening at once here? Because I don't know where you are, but in New York, as of March 1st, all stores stopped carrying plastic bags and so forth.
0: Yeah. Uh yeah, that's pretty typical in Washington state, very hippie Oh, that's state. true. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't so. think of that. But so it, you get it, like it, fined basically if you don't Yeah,
1: <laughs> it was just such a funny thing for him to say and I really appreciated it so much because like the other day I walked into the um, Dwayne Reed. And I had a shopping bag in my car. So I just like grabbed it with me. And I was like grabbing like toilet paper and not frantic. I'm from Florida. We have these things called hurricanes and we're all yeah. used to doing excessive preparation and then nothing happens. So I had this bag and I am in the store constantly. They have seen me through like two babies like the big joke with my friends is if you can't find me i'm probably in Dwayne Reed. you know so this yeah. woman comes up to me as i'm like shoving stuff in my Dwayne reid bag and she goes oh you can't do that you have to get out i was like listen don't mess with me like no disrespect <laughs> i know did you say that really i did i was like it's not happening actually i didn't say don't mess with me i said i said it's not happening we know each other. You know, we're not, I'm not going to steal. She goes, I know it just looks bad. I was like, I don't have the time or the patience for this, and neither does anyone else. <laughs> like, And that was pretty much as close as I got to going, like, a little crazy. But it was also like, come on, lady. Like, we, it's not like this is my first time in the store, and I guarantee yeah. you, I've actually never, true confession, I've never shoplifted, but I'm pretty sure I would be better than just some a hole shoving like stuff into the bag. Like you would you know? really have
0: the skills for it if you really tried. Yeah. I
1: don't know. I, I guess I, I don't know if I would have these skills, but I do better than simply. And like she was right in front of me, like it wasn't you know. Um, but yeah, I've never shoplifted, which is like me
0: neither. I don't know. I knew people who who have done it, but uh, no, I've I never just, done it.
1: You know, I didn't see the appeal of it. There wasn't anything that I ever wanted that much, and I also. Um, I think that there was a lot of like guilt and blame and shame placed upon me anyways. And so like, there was no yeah. way I was going to actually add, uh, like street cred to that rep I had for being <laughs> street like, credit. I mean, like I was a good girl and yet I was constantly being like, you know, Oh, Lindsay doesn't try hard enough. Lindsay doesn't, you know, not working up to her potential. Yeah. So, um, you know, and as I think we discussed that it turns out that was mostly my ADHD, but, uh, yeah. You know, but like I just, there was nothing appealing to me about it. Although I do know this couple in graduate school, and years like we all went to graduate school later, and years later, the woman they were over our house, and the woman was talking about how it was like almost like foreplay. Like, whoa,
0: whoa, whoa! For yeah, yeah, like
1: for like the two of them to steal
0: to steal was foreplay.
1: Yeah, and I just don't get it. I'm I don't like, get that. Uh, I don't know also. My, I don't think I could like the delay between store to home to me is like a long time to hold out. too much so.
0: time, yeah. right?
1: Like, at some point, I feel I think like it's you're way like, too much time. At some point, I'd be like, Can we stop at Taco Bell? Like, this, this is lost, <laughs> this. you know,
0: Who's <laughs> gonna crunch wrap? I
1: know, off. like, come on, Mexican pizza. I'm a, this was cool for a minute, but um, but yeah, I guess it's like a it's probably a sexual, um. Whatever it's called. I've lost my brain. So wow.
0: That's just a weird uh, kind of crazy fetish that they want to fetish, like.
1: Fetish. Thank you. And yeah. I was just like, oh, or or um, kink or whatever. I was just like. Yeah,
0: some, kink, some are, you know. Yeah. It
1: was also weird because like this was, they had come to meet my second child. And so like my daughter's nine. So it was like, you know, like we had graduated a long time ago for this to be coming up now. And I was not sure where this came from but you know like yeah she was just like remember when we used to like and i was i i just sort of looked at my husband and went what the fuck is going on in this room
0: (laughs) (laughs) so you didn't get in a fight with anybody is what you're saying
1: Mm, no but i did close though i went over to the manager one of the two managers who like knows me and loves me i was like listen i was rude to her and i'm sorry and he's like what and he just started laughing he's like lindsey how are you i was like i was it was my fault I'm sorry. And then I just left and I've done that before because (laughs) there are times when I know that you let your own feelings like, you know, um, get in the way of being kind to others. And so I am a proponent of, um, of not doing that or of apologizing when you make a mistake. So yeah, that was my thing. I was just like, I was rude to her. I'm sorry. I'm not shoplifting.
0: okay this is a this is what i like talking about you talking to you about because last time we went literally i think our last part of our conversation last time was about superheroes and we got all hot and heavy about superheroes and stuff and then like now we're talking about you not shoplifting right
1: i don't think we were hot and heavy in like the turn-on shoplifting way though i
0: wouldn't say that but you know we were getting into it you know it was uh, like
1: superheroes it's a thing well why not
0: come on man you know it's fun. Uh, Come on. I
1: agree. It's fun. It's the best. Um, and I will say these days podcasting is even more my self-care. Um mm,
0: tell me yeah. more about that.
1: Well, um, I I have a nine-year-old girl, as you remember, an eleven-year-old boy. Mm-hmm. And today they were actually playing some sort of computer game, but like they were playing with kids where I went to high school with the parents and so it was really cute and it is really cute the way the whole relationship came about actually um in high school I dated a guy from senior year of high school to senior year of college long distance and um his best friend who is the father of these kids um also went to the same college and I met the the woman, the wife, um, once or twice, liked each other, but then finally broke up with um, my then, you know, four year long distance boyfriend. And two years ago, we were at another mutual friend's bat, bat mitzvah, and I asked, I was like, "How did you guys meet?" Like, I know through Penn where they went to school, but I just don't remember how. And the wife turns to me, she goes. Well, this girl that um Jordan was dating introduced us. I was like, "Oh, Jordan, my um four year boyfriend, okay, okay, right. that's cool <laughs> you know like, um yeah. but so now our kids are um you know this other couple, their kids, and my kids are friends. We just spent New Year's with them. We see them for like major family events, and so Although I wanted them to not be on screen time, so I didn't qualify as worst mom of the year. I also didn't want to entertain them myself, and so <laughs> I, love I, it. I literally must have told them 42 times that they had five more minutes. <laughs> like,
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: I was basically texting their mom and being like, can you take a turn? Like, just do it. Be the mean person. She's like, I don't yeah. want to deal with them, so... um so yeah the coronavirus is doing well in my house
0: (laughs) (laughs) where where was that going Um,
1: um you what asked your how, podcast? how you asked how I was doing with my coronavirus, and I told no.
0: You- I asked how your podcast what's What's your podcast and self help? <laughs>
1: you did? I don't think you did.
0: I, I'm, I'm guarantee that's what I
1: really asked. rewind the tape. I'm just you kidding.
0: said. I, you said I'm not joking here. You said my <laughs> podcast has been like self help, and I'm like tell me more about it. <laughs> and oh you no,
1: it too. I said podcasting with people have been like self help. Oh, okay, So yeah. for example. Well, this is my self-help and oh, anything okay. that gives me a okay. chance to focus on myself, except when the host makes fun of me for no reason. Well, yeah, that's why <laughs> can't
0: I? I mean, I don't understand what's the problem. You totally
1: can. Um, but my point that is that what we do. Come on. I know, uh, that's our relationship and that's why it's a good one. And this has also been my social interaction with others outside of like Netflix, my treadmill and, um, yeah. my liquor cabinet, I'll admit it. So
0: what are you watching on Netflix?
1: Um, So I just finished The Lost Girls, which is the story about all the Mm. um, murdered um, prostitutes in Long Island. And that was interesting. And then I started a movie and I can't remember what it's called, but it stars Sigourney Weaver. And she is an evil doctor who makes a bad male hitman into a smoking hot um, woman, it's the girl from the fast and the furious, the oh, sister, okay. do you know who I'm talking about?
0: Yeah, no, I, and I saw this was on my previews on Netflix. I was like, Oh, what is this? Well, was if you'd
1: like to see full, I've only gotten 20 minutes into it, but is I did it. Full get the, nudity. Full, it was full nudity. So it's already worth it to be perfectly honest. Like she's smoking that, hot. actually. Yeah. Yeah, no question there. Anything with
0: full nudity, I'm pretty much into for the most part. Um, I
1: mean, it depends, you know, and like, but to me, I'm like, wow, she's hot. It's worth it. Um, You know, uh, I keep, I treadmill to my Netflix and I get to see a hot woman and it's fine. It it was, it was good, but it (laughs) also looks... It's fine. It looks interesting, and we have no sports anymore. We have no. Um, no,
0: we don't have any sports. Of
1: course, this happens right as like after sweeps week when everything's taking a break. You know,
0: <laughs> sweeps week. Like, like we're done. <laughs> what is There's this? Nineteen eighty-five? So <laughs> I
1: think so. I still think we do it something like that, though, don't we? Because we all take like a March break and then come yeah. back. Um, right. but yeah, I think that um, you know, it's really tough. I think we all have to make. An effort to—I mean, we're supposed to go outside, but I don't want to go outside. But um, no. well, so right—it's—it's it's like it's New York, and so it's like sixty degrees one day, and then it's like twenty the next. Although, That's
0: true.
1: Uh, humorously, the only thing I will watch on tv is i will watch and really enjoy when the weatherman comes on because that fucker has the most useless job right now <laughs> like, you know like and he he looks like terrified and he also knows really? 15 minutes of fame because he's like so today is high because like you're outside you're you know you could get this disease and and also everyone's watching you and yet no one really cares we're really just watching you waiting for the coronavirus update so um i love the weatherman whereas in florida the weatherman are the highlight because you know hurricanes we got to know what's going on with them so Mm. um yeah so see then we went to the weatherman
0: (laughs) you did. What's the the state of New York? I mean, New York kind of clamped down pretty hard at this point, right?
1: We are. um, Sunday, I went into work, and right before I went in, my husband and I had a conversation of our children's schools had not shut down yet, and the only plan that had been put forth by the schools was we're going to close it for two or three days so we can clean it. And because I have a brain, I was like, this is the dumbest plan ever. <laughs> like, It's not a good plan. It's not a good plan because like things get dirty again. And also to the best of my knowledge, like there's no permanent cleaner, you know? So, um, and I, I just thought, mm, what are we going to do? And I used to be the more like anxious, neurotic. I probably still am when it comes to the kids, but my husband, you know, graciously agreed to follow my lead and the, the idea being um, we have two smart children and as it is, people, you know, they're not going to get any real teaching or learning done because half the people had already pulled their kids out. So we mm-hmm. decided that I would regret it more should something happen to them you know, and we sent them rather than should we keep them home and they missed two days of school. And then by the time I, I went to work and by the time my second patient came in, she was like, guess what? We're out for two weeks. And um so that wasn't an issue. I also think we're not going back after two weeks, though. Uh,
0: two weeks is ridiculous, actually. Yep. I mean, we're out for six weeks. Our governor was like, six weeks. We're just going to really? make
1: it Really? Okay. Boom,
0: knock it out. Let's just because it's two weeks is not realistic.
1: No, two weeks is what you tell people so that they don't lose their shit. But we also all know that that's not how it's going to work. Two weeks is not realistic. At least in the city, they went for, um, I I guess, four and a half. The city says that they'll start up again on April 20th. But... Mm. uh, in in I was just talking to a friend in Florida and I think she said 6 weeks if I'm not mistaken.
0: In Florida? Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Um which according to my parents there's nothing going on there. So they're a little bit delusional so whatever.
0: <laughs> they're delusional.
1: <laughs> yeah, they keep telling me they're like, yeah, no, everything's fine. Like they don't I don't know if it's because, I mean, they're almost 70 years old. They should be the ones taking it, you know, like. They
0: should take that serious, man.
1: Yeah, they don't. And so when my childhood best friend texted me and was like, how are you holding up? How are things going? I said, fine. I hear, I said, fine. But like, I hear you guys are in total, like, I hear Florida is totally different. She's like, um, schools are closed for six weeks. So it's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, okay. Well, guess my parents are not you know, following logic as it is.
0: So <laughs> you're like, they're like, no problem. Nothing's happening.
1: <laughs> yeah. And my dad's a doctor. I should mention that.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Mm. Well, because doctors know, are it's... supposed to be smarter. That's why I'm saying it.
0: Right. Right. Of course. Yes. Well, he, I, I mean, he's a, he's a
1: medical doctor. Like what? He should be, yes. That's what I'm saying. He should be able to understand this. Mm. Um, And yet they wanted to come visit us because they were initially going to come to be here for my launch party. and. Yeah. I gave them a hard, firm no 8,000 times. Um,
0: right, right. You
1: know. Uh, it
0: sucks, man. You had all this stuff planned, and then it's like, uh, it sucks.
1: I know. I want to
0: talk about your book, though, but I'd like to like, kind of like ease into it here with you, because you have a lot of, you know, things going all over the place that I like. I love to hear about. Um <laughs> I like when you just bounce around. It's pretty pretty f- enjoyable for me. I don't isn't know about it the listening. But, I don't but know. isn't it I shocking
1: like it. it took me that long to get diagnosed with ADHD? Like, think about uh, it.
0: I guess, yeah. I don't know. I I think it's pretty uh interesting. I don't know. I, I like when people kind of like are like this. I don't know. For some reason I kinda like that.
1: Well, I'll take it. Thank you.
0: We ever talk to people like they have a hard time bouncing around in conversations in a sense that like if you get off topic, it throws them off completely. You know what I I mean?
1: I hate when I'm podcasting with someone and they're like, but let's get back to the topic. I'm like, no, no, let's not. Like I guarantee you my thoughts in my head are more interesting than your outline (laughs) and vice versa. But like, not just me, but like vice versa too, you know, because, um, when we plan, you know, whenever I'm doing like Facebook lives or whatever, I kind of plan out, but I plan out like, 8 points and then I go from there, you know. So um yes, so I agree. I enjoy our easy flow of conversation.
0: It's got to be easy, you know, like you know, obviously it's not like we're going to come on here and we're just going to completely ignore the status of the world and be like, "Let's just talk about your book, Lindsay. You no. Know? Like, like no, it's the reality and a reality for a little while and um it's it's good to I like to know what's going on in other parts of the country. I was just on a call today with a contact from Germany, but and their situation, it was interesting to me, you know?
1: How are they doing? Because I, I don't remember the stats. But... They're
0: on complete lockdown. Um,
1: but what does complete like, lockdown mean?
0: Basically for them, it's like everything is closed a lot like Italy. Yeah. Very similar to that situation. So very clamped down on a universal level. Not like in the US where some people are like, whatever, you know, here and there. Like It's like full country lockdown. That they have borders closed completely on all sides, the whole deal. Um, well,
1: we, I mean, I think it depends. But I mean, right now, you know, we're not supposed to leave our homes, but there's no one enforcing that. And obviously, you can, no. right? You can go pick up food. You just can't eat in the restaurant. That's yeah. where we are. So, yeah. Like, yeah,
0: that's, that's, where that's we're at.
1: But that's pretty much like the uh, irony of the of you know uh, the American Trump era, where you know. Um, there's like a, a a schism of reality where we we sprinkle in a little dose of reality and a re- little dose of nonsensical fantasy, and then we make our rules according to that. <laughs> it's like you can't you can go you should stay home, but you can go out and pick up food, and the delivery men can also bring you food. Like, how does that make sense?
0: That is a very interesting way of putting that that you just said.
1: Which part?
0: I, just the the Trump thing. I I, I had to really like marinate on that.
1: Yeah. Even the way you said
0: that, it's it's kind of like somebody I was reading on uh I forgot where it was. Jeez, what they were saying, like Trump's like a cigarette. Like, there's some good things in there, but the delivery is just horrible. <laughs> just like, yeah, just bad, just bad for you all over. You know, like
1: I did love cigarettes when I was younger, so I really? get it. I just, yeah, sure. I mean, doesn't every like everyone for a
0: little cigarette? I time? never had one before. I don't. Oh, I you're not missing out.
1: You're really not. I mean, out. I've smoked
0: a lot of weed and stuff, but I've definitely not. Well, you
1: know. then it's not even comparable. Um, it's okay. not even comparable. The weed is much better, but like,
0: Agreed.
1: I, I just, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just don't understand where, with you know, my favorite, like the thing that had me hysterical laughing with Trump was when he said that he had been checked for the coronavirus and tested, and it was negative, and it was
0: negative. Yeah. And
1: then the answer was someone took his temperature because I happen to have a a 20 19 or 20 year old nephew who was supposed to spend his uh the semester abroad in Venice and mm-hmm. had to come back and they took his temperature at you know at security coming into the border and then explained thoroughly that he had to stay home for 2 weeks to make sure he didn't have any symptoms and this asshole he's actually a great kid but like he's been running around because like his parents didn't say not to you know yeah. like whatever he's been running around and doing all sorts of like normal 19, 20 year old stuff. But then I saw his mom posted a picture on Facebook of her going into the city wearing a mask. And I was like, you've totally missed the point of this. <laughs> you know, like, Completely. Like, don't let your son out. Like that's more likely than the mask. I, I don't know. I just think yeah, we're all, all so weird. We're, it's all so weird. And um there is no easy answer. And I think my, what I've been saying to my kids for a while is, if Mommy's not panicking, you don't panic. Um, yeah, l- largely because once I do panic, it's a shit show, so
0: what <laughs> in what way?
1: like i I used to, and I still struggle with anxiety. I hate flying, and yet we've hid this fact from my kids for some time because I will because I know that I'm modeling behavior, and I don't want them to develop a fear of flying also.
0: right. So how do you do that when you like get on a plane like if you hate it like how do you you just try to stay calm so they don't see you like
1: Yeah for a while they, my husband is like more fun than I am and so for a while um it was easy because we would get like three seats and then one seat you know and so my husband mm-hmm. sat between the two of them I would be like the one over and They wouldn't notice, and then they realized that I actually don't care if they watch PG thirteen movies. So then they all, (laughs) then they all wanted to sit with me because I became a fun mom. And so, um, at that point, uh, you know, when my husband reached over to like um, hold my hand, you know, to like squeeze my hand reassuringly, my son picked up on it and told my daughter, and so now they both know that I'm afraid of flying.
0: Oh, they figured it out. Yeah.
1: They did, but you still got to fake it sometimes.
0: Is there a big like thing against PG-13 movies for kids, like our age? I don't know. Is that a thing?
1: Um. So my husband is... <laughs> okay, so he is a psychologist, and before that he was a lawyer. So he has this thing he does where he makes up his own rules and then defends them. So... <laughs>
0: Wait a I minute, mean, he makes up his own rules?
1: <laughs> yeah, he makes up his own rules. <laughs> They're not 13, they can't see PG-13 movies, but you know what they have seen? Every Star Wars movie. Right. Even the one where, the like modern version where we literally see like the hand get chopped off and like dying, yeah. you know. Yeah, that's like the worst thing I've ever seen. And so, um, you know, but no, he makes up his own rules and so they they get to... Um and so they like they, like there's movies that they can't watch like Will Ferrell movies are probably like out but yeah. um but anything with Star Wars or superheroes is in no matter how bad it gets and
0: <laughs> does it matter <laughs> Uh
1: yeah I I don't know but I will tell you a secret <laughs>
0: Okay, not so much of secret anymore, but yeah.
1: (laughs) Why? How many listeners do you have? A thousand? I don't know.
0: It's 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 lots of listeners, man. Thousands of people. How
1: many of them know my husband? So,
0: (laughs) no, I'm just saying it's going to be out there, that's all.
1: I'm okay with it. So a few. I I don't care. I'm just saying
0: it's going to be out there. It's
1: really not that exciting of a secret. But so a few years ago, there was my. uh, there was a family friend that passed away and I wanted to go to Florida to go to the funeral because I am also, and it was, it wasn't even a funeral. It was like a, um, what do they call it? Like a, Oh, a celebration of life. Right. Because we can't use real words. We have to make up other words that make us feel oh, more comfortable. Okay. Fine. So there was a celebration of life and um, this is a wonderful man. And I know his children and my children, know his grandchildren. And so it was when my grandmother died, um, this man's son came in to be there for me. So it was really important that I, you know, go in to be there when his father died. So, um, we decided that my son would go with me and it was more of a logistical thing, um, because my daughter had, I guess like her last rehearsal before a play and, I could find someone to cover her, but not my son. And so my husband was not thrilled that this was going on because he just doesn't like the idea of us separating as a family. Whereas I feel like it's not that big of a deal. It's not, you know, an, an all of the time thing. And the kid had just turned 10. So I was like, congratulations, you could be mommy's date. So I don't have to deal with my parents by myself. <laughs> um, and so <laughs> we stayed at my friend's house and then we, took a, an uber over it's like a 30 minute drive to see my parents and when 5 minutes away my father says you know we're really not ready to see you like can you can you know can you kill some time and i was like is he fucking kidding me but so yeah there's a movie theater across the street from my parents house and a little shopping center and we went and we wandered around and uh there was there were two movies starting around the same time and one he had literally just seen. And the other, I was like, Oh, I think you're going to like this because I remembered when I was young, um, Mel Gibson starred in the male version of this movie. The movie was called what women want. And this was, I love
0: that movie by the way, with Mel Gibson.
1: Right. Have (laughs) you, have you seen what women want?
0: No, it's uh, Taraj P or whatever she's Taraj AP, e. yeah, 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 yeah. I haven't seen it, oh, Is it good? Okay.
1: Um, it depends upon your audience. I oh. thought it was PG-13, so I was like, well, fuck that. We can watch it. It was definitely our – my son definitely learned more about sex than he's did ever before. <laughs> and I, he has sworn up and down to never – ever tell his father like I also let him take taste coke for the first time on that trip the uh-huh. drink not the drug um I like how st- you made
0: that distinction <laughs> well, you
1: No, know, he's already tasted the drug obviously <laughs> but like I I could like we were sitting in the theater and I was frozen because I was like what do I do like it's not like I have a car that I can just leave it's already been a bit of a trauma like showing up at grandma and grandpa's house and having them say sorry we don't want you you know like what How do I possibly handle this? And so I just turned to him. I said, if you ever tell your father, I will kill you. And so we watched the movie and it was incredibly inappropriate.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It was incredibly inappropriate.
1: Incredibly. Like if you watch it, you won't be that impressed. But if you watch it thinking about the fact that you're seeing it through the eyes of a 10-year-old, you will be impressed with my sinning ability
0: you're sending a up. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I think there's probably a lot of that going on with parents on some level, you know, it's, it's at some level. It may not be a movie, maybe something else, you know.
1: Yeah, there are no perfect parents. It's a really tough job, but um um I am the first to admit that I mess up all the time and I apologize and I think because we talk pretty openly about our feelings, both good and bad, they understand my kids are very sensitive to when I am feeling sad um in in a good way not in like I'm a manic depressive way but more in like if we're watching a movie and I get sad yeah. um, my daughter will turn to me and go I know you're sad and it's not because she feels bad <laughs> it's just that she's smart enough to recognize when one would feel sad in a movie versus when right. my robot daughter actually does feel robot sad in a daughter. movie. She's a robot. So um, my son has a heart of gold. My daughter is smart enough to have picked up on what she should say and do at various uh, times. So um, it is an adventurous ride. Remind you, me, you don't have kids?
0: I do. I have an eight-year-old daughter.
1: Oh, right. Okay. I oh, yeah. So.
0: I'm very... Uh... I'm very tuned into the whole kid thing, and obviously a lot of people are pretty tuned into their kids at this point, probably. Well, maybe not tuned into their kids, but they have to be around their kids more than likely now um, for a longer period of time. this exact
1: moment, yes. You
0: know, like people are in some, and I think there's there's a lot of outcomes that are going to happen, I think, as uh, from this one. People are going to get more time with their families, which... Sounds good, but for some people, it's going to be very difficult um, mm-hmm. and could lead to a lot of divorces. Mm-hmm. Definitely could lead to a lot more babies.
1: I, uh, thought I was going to go with murder-suicide as the most mur- likely No, outcome. that was my
0: third and fourth one. Okay, That okay, was my good. third and fourth one, murder-suicide.
1: Murder-slash-suicide was my first one, but... Um, okay, no,
0: really, that was your first one.
1: Yeah, because, um, so far my husband works at a a psych hospital and so he is still going in and then, um, a lot of the women I know, their husbands are still working. I think it will get worse. They will be working from home, but, um, I don't know. I think, uh. I think so. Um, I don't know if we're gonna have babies because this isn't like a fun snowstorm or hurricane where we drink a lot and then fuck a lot. Like this is a long haul. Like I think we're gonna be with our kids so much we're gonna be like, don't forget, take your birth control.
0: <laughs> You're thinking the opposite, huh?
1: Yes. But I guess we'll find out nine months from now. So I
0: guess you are gonna find out in what December or something. I like can't math, the, I'm
1: sorry. Whatever you say. I'll I don't say know.
0: I think it's I'm, I can't math. Okay. Yeah. Um, you also
1: thought that April came after came before March. Okay.
0: Listen, listen. That was a that was a mistake. I admit that. I was just saying. I wanted it to be April because my birthday is in April. It's close Aww. to that time. April twenty second, people. <gasps> Earth Day. So- my birthday. Thank I you. thought
1: Earth Day was the twentieth because I thought no. I remembered that from four twenty.
0: That's the that's the weed day, man.
1: Yeah, Come but on, I thought that's... it was the same
0: thing. Oh, one year no, it was the same no. thing. Okay, fine. No, yeah, yeah. No. We'll we'll find out this big experiment. We'll find we'll find out in December. We'll see. It
1: goes. All right. I'm, I'm interested that the
0: murder suicide was your number one though.
1: Yeah, know. I'm feeling kind of feisty today. Uh, remember, I was supposed to have this big moment tomorrow. And yeah. and it wasn't even me having this big moment, honestly. It was the idea of I wanted these teenagers who have lost friends and who have felt suicidal and who have been through all these things to walk into this room and see all this celebrity support. Um, right. I wanted that more than I wanted to sell books. Like, because honestly... I don't think – I mean, I think if I break even, I'll call it a win. But, like, Mm -hmm. I – you know, as we spoke about, I have a parent who – I think we spoke about it. I don't know if I was as open as I currently am, but it's all unraveled. But like my mother has attempted suicide uh somewhere between eight and a billion times. And so
0: we did not I, talk about that last oh, time. Oh, sorry. It's very okay. interesting. No, it's Spoiler let's get it alert. out there.
1: Um yeah, Spoiler but
0: alert, so let's get it out there. You know?
1: I kinda wanted her to walk in and see this um this like wall of support and this like you know, uh, my parents were very hush-hush about this, and there, were, there was always some way to write it off in, like, bizarre ways. Like, she didn't purposely drive into the liquor store. She just put the car into drive instead of reverse. But I got to mm-hmm. tell you, it's a Jaguar, and those things beep when you get too close to a bush. So right. I, I don't buy that. Or um, it was an accident. I just wanted to sleep. I've heard all of these. So... This was a personal and professional plight for me. This was me wanting to, wanting to, and yet being horrified when I realized what I've done. See how my parents would, um, would absorb this information because they right. don't listen to podcasts. They don't know what I talk about. Um, and then it was also too wanting a teenager to feel. Supported less alone, wanting to make a difference. I actually have had two of my teenagers who are suicidal are like very talented artists, and they are both going to donate um paintings or lithiographs or whatever they are to this raffle that we're having where we were gonna have, but we're still doing it. We're just starting by doing it online. But basically okay. every person who Oh, and to if you want to be involved with this, because I should do this little promotion, um, you need to um, follow at Finding Happy on Facebook. It's going to happen at March 20th. It starts at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and probably is going to go till 930 or 10 because we got a lot to say and a lot of stuff to give away. Um, I don't know if you're airing this before then, but if not, maybe you could give me a little plug anyway.
0: We'll do the plug for sure. I mean, uh, you're—it's going to come out pretty quickly. I'm not like some podcast hosts who make you wait months before their stuff comes out.
1: No, that's fine. I just got like three days, and then you know the world ends. But um, no, 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 I know. But um, but yeah. So uh, the idea for the original, which will be closely linked to the idea for the virtual, was that every person who came in got like five raffle tickets and you put it in, you know, wherever, like you want the Howard Stern autograph, you find that bag. You want this, yeah. you, you know, um, there's also gift certificates from local merchants. There's, um, um, it's mostly, oh, signed, you know, autographed books from some really cool authors. And so, uh, the idea was if you come, you get five. And if you, purchase a book, you get 10. And the idea was this was supposed to be to raise awareness. And therefore, I didn't want to make an option open that people can pay for extra tickets. But if you really want the Howard Stern book, you can, you know, autograph, buy two books, whatever. It's really more about this fantasy idea that I have, that perhaps every person can leave with something and therefore leave a little happier. Um, And so this was my dream. And I don't think keeping someone happier for a day is going to prevent suicide as has been made clear by my mother's bajillion events. But I do think that when you're a teenager and your brain isn't fully formed, perhaps if you can have one more day, uh, it can, it can change things. I don't, I don't know, maybe, you know, butterfly effect type thing.
0: I love the intermission space of this podcast. It's a good time to reflect, to have a mini meditation about what's been going on in the conversation with the podcast. Of course, Lindsay and I have jumped around to quite a few topics. But what I can tell you is the beginning of our conversation has centered on something all of us are going through with the coronavirus outbreak and how people are feeling. This is a good time to assess how you're living, how you're connecting, how you're existing in this world. Really think about that. Go deep and recognize that at some point this will be over. How will you live once it's done? That's the question. Right. Well, this seems like a good little transition into your book and sure. The Ten Steps to Finding Happiness. That's how what it is, right? hmm And uh you said that it's it's backed by science.
1: Yes. One, I
0: would love to know what that science is and maybe just take us through it a little bit, you know. I mean hit me through the highlights, you know.
1: Sure. So uh two years ago I decided to try surfing one summer because I was turning forty and uh kind of freaking out and so i tried surfing i loved it but i also managed to herniate yet another disc from it i did not want to go back on opioids because i have a bad not a bad i just was on them for many years for mm-hmm. previous herniated discs a friend of mine slipped me some medical marijuana and as i was lying in bed um the cut my co-author who I had met years ago through various uh, Twitter writing groups said, Hey, I wrote this book. Do you want to take a look at it? I have never read a self-help book. I will never mm. read a self-help book. Yeah. I hate vision boards, but I'm open to burning sage because it's supposed to make spirits angry. And that would be cool to see what happens. Um <laughs> So I was a little high, uh, medically marijuana high, and I read the book and I thought it was the most fantastic book. And the reason I thought it was so fantastic was because each of these 10 steps, I could actually back up through science, like establish research journals, you know, valid stuff. And uh, some of them are easier than others. Step number one was uh, choose to find happy. So that's easy to back up by science. It's less easy to actually commit to, but still. Um, and then I realized that this book was fine, but it I could find a way to make it science worthy. And... I went you know, all balls to the wall and asked her if she wanted a co-author because I was scared, but also high, so it was easy. And yeah. then um, she said yes, and so we began to spend the next two years arguing about everything because that's what you do when you work with someone so closely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then from this initial idea of these 10 steps – Uh, I recruited 24 expert writers in various fields to talk about either what makes them happy or how they have found happy in difficult times or how they define happiness. There is, the example that I love to give is there is this woman. She is a dance and movement therapist. She also is an actress, a can I call her a low key actress? I don't know. Like she's been sure. involved, like she's been involved in things, but she, that's not. She's on IMDb, but that's not how you would know her. But she, um, Dominique Andressi is a dance movement therapist, and she works with a palliative care children's population. Mm-hmm. So, for any listeners who don't quite translate that, she works with dying children. Correct. And she finds a way to make those dying children happy or at least happier. And there's such power in these stories. You know, I also have a mindfulness and meditation expert. I have a psychologist who uses it's, – it's called dramaturgy. It's essentially using theater in your therapy. Oh. I,
0: yeah,
1: that's really cool. She's awesome. She's doing like a 30-minute segment on the launch on Friday – Um, all of these people are, a lot of these people are going to participate in, in this, this launch, which is why it's going from like three to 10 and speak a bit about why they do, why they do what they do or how they define happiness or how they got involved with the book. And really we're trying to spread awareness and also to sort of spread a movement, of, I don't think you ever gave me your address last time because you would have got me. it, man. Oh, you I did? Good. It. Okay. I got it. Yeah. Okay, cool. So on March 20th, I know you will be posting on your social media um, with the hashtag 10 steps, one, zero steps and the stigma, because we're trying to make a difference, not just for people that are just like meh, unhappy, but also those that are like suicidal, depressive, need some help, unhappy. Um, And um, so it starts with choosing to find happy. And then two of my favorite steps that I think are particularly important right now are one, find your happy people, because we really do through social media have an ability to do this like we never have before. Totally true. Um, And I know on Instagram, I have met some awesome ladies and I support them and they support me also through podcasting. Same thing. Uh, you know, and right now, like I told you, my kids are talking to my friend's kids and you know, they're like, uh, 60, 70 minutes away. And, um, we only see them a few times a year, but this is a fun way for them to connect. Um, so I really like that one. Oh, similar. The opposite of that is get rid of what's not working for you. Yeah. Which means that fucked up relationship that just can't seem to get the timing right. Let it go. Mm -hmm.
0: Let it, go. Let, it go. let it
1: go let it go let it go and then i was so disappointed they didn't sing let it go in the second one
0: i didn't even see it man I, you know you i please no, don't. I
1: don't don't i heard it's
0: not very good honestly it's not
1: very good and it makes me very mad so don't um and then in fact at one point i went to the bathroom halfway through the movie and there were some like teen girls like talking about it and they were complaining about the same thing and they were threatening to like, at the end of the movie, stand up and sing, let it go. And you know how shy I am. And I was like, I'll do it too. But
0: (laughs) you know how shy I am.
1: (laughs) Um, And then I think my other real favorite step that we say is find your passion, find your purpose. And as I, you know, confess my past to you, part of Part of doing this, um, I never thought I would be working with suicidal teens because that's frightening and scary and a lot of responsibility. Um, But as it turns out, the one superpower you acquire from a a suicidal parent who refuses help is the ability to deal more calmly with this sort of a situation. And so I, I... I don't sleep a lot and not in a manic way, just like I know that if I can wake up early in the morning and exercise, I'll have two more hours to email celebrities to ask for donations, which is mm-hmm. stuff because even the celebrities are on, you know, like they're like, we're not in the office. There's a pandemic, but there were definitely a few. <laughs>
0: There's a pandemic.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm like, so just get a fucking signature, you know? Um, <laughs> uh, but uh This has given me a drive and a passion and a thrill that I never knew I can have, which, of course, made the um, cancellation slash rescheduling so much more crushing. But I do believe that this is bringing me such happiness, at least to try, at least to save. Like, my goal is to save one person with that, you know, social media storm to just make one person think. Yeah. Odds are highly against me killing one person by doing this. I just feel like that's not likely. Um, But they're they're much more in favor of me reaching one person who hasn't been reached before for whatever reason.
0: How do you feel like, you know, why do you think people struggle finding their happy people sometimes?
1: Because we think it should be a given. I mean, Mm. uh, listen, I am in a small i 'm in a small, very homogeneous town of you know middle to upper class white Jews or Russians or Russian Jews or Israelis, also Jews, and then a small minority of other people and As a result of I, I went to Georgetown and I do alumni um, admissions interviews. And I have met some awesome people who are, whether they're like Muslim or Pakistani or whatnot, and they sit down and I'm like, the first question out of my mouth is, I'm like, God, what has it been like growing up in this town? You know, and we talk for real about what it is and they admit that, yeah, they've had to find other ways to find people who are like them, which does not mean that if you are Muslim, you have to only spend time with Muslim people, but it does yeah. mean that – um, the friends they have found are through theater groups or like math Olympiads or uh, a similar, you know, like religion could be a tying factor. It doesn't have to be. But, you know, I think that I think that at least in my town, if you are a, mi- a minority, particularly religiously, you have mm-hmm. to. You're going to have to make more of an effort to find. um your similar people, which isn't necessarily your happy people. Happy people. Yeah. Right. But sometimes it is because, um, so my first blog post in psychology today was about the fact that not every therapist is a match with every patient. And I, I remember going to therapists, uh, like a therapist, I had just started graduate school. This was the right thing to do. And so I of course did it. And as I was telling her about my life and my life has obviously not been all happy, you know, hunky dory. She would give me that sad face. Mm-hmm. And every time she gave me that sad face, it made me feel worse. Like, I don't want, I don't want sad face. You know, my people are the people that will make jokes with me because we're used to the ship by now. Or, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, like my best friend I met on a cruise in Hawaii and um, it turned, we established that we both lived across the street from each other in New York. And then my mother came in and started yelling at me about things that I had done wrong at my wedding, a full 300. Yeah. A full 363 days earlier. And she sounded like a crazy band. And I turned to this like beautiful, funny girl who I had just met. And she turns to me and she goes, we're going to be best friends. I have one just like her. And in fact, she does. Yeah. (laughs) You know, but, um, my people are the ones who understand what I'm going through, even if we don't agree. And so I think you can find the, your people on Reddit. I think you can find them on Facebook. Although I would stay away from um, Facebook admins because those people are just cunty assholes. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. The admins?
0: I mean, what's, what do you mean? Oh, like, my
1: God. Like, I, Let's just get into it. So there, there's this one podcast group, and I asked for help with a, um, for our book release, I was trying to figure out how I could get basically how I could use like a platform where all of the, um, speakers could be, and then we could Facebook live it. And I I've since figured out the, the, the answer, but they rejected it because this group is for podcasters. And I was like, Yeah, we've had this discussion before. Like, I am a podcaster with a question, and guess who's going to know more about this than anyone else? Those podcasters. And then there was another one where I posted something about – it was in a suicide prevention group, and I posted something about the fact that um, it wasn't promoting my book. It wasn't promoting my event. It was more like – it was asking a question or, or like what has been helpful or something. And whatever it was, this woman is like, No, I'm sorry. This is for people who support, <laughs> like, who are depressed or who support depression. And I was like, No, I'm sorry because I'm a psychologist who works with yeah. depressed teens. And this bitch wrote back to me and wrote, Lindsay, or should i call you dr Lindsay? and i oh i wanted to be like yeah bitch you should but i didn't because at this point she's gone crazy and i cannot ride that train it's way too long for me so um you know but i think a lot of times uh, um as i posted this morning when i was young people that were narcissistic tried to go to law school and now narcissists become uh facebook admins so it's, it's all Man.
0: good you got a thing with this Facebook admin? Yes, thing.
1: I did. Because sometimes they reject things for no fucking reason. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, if I do that
0: on Reddit, I just got on there to. Like, I don't I mean, know. I'm not, on, I'm not on Facebook at all, but uh, Reddit. I just was looking on something because I thought it's an interesting podcast community on there.
1: Interesting. Actually, kind of
0: strange. Actually, really strange. And I got just can't handle thing.
1: one more thing of weird people, and that's really. You're all done with we- it. We're all weird people. I, I, I've reached my limit. Yeah.
0: There's only so much bandwidth you can have with, with things, you know, I mean. Right, right. You got to find your thing or you find your happy people and kind of be with those people. You know, it's podcasting is a weird thing because you're finding, I mean, at least for me, I find a lot of wonderful people, but you know, there's, there's tears to life. I mean, I don't mean tears like crying, but there's kind of levels, yeah. Um, you know, with people and how well you interact. Like I've always told people, like, I enjoy all of my podcasts that I do, but it is certain chemistry i have with certain people on there that's denied undeniably way different than other people which is very aware like the level like the way we just bounce back and forth and things i would say that's very rare on my podcast for a lot of people
1: okay because i think we do well yeah i do too
0: yeah i think it's a really positive thing it's somebody who's you know just well versed and just jumping into a variety of topics not always people aren't always very receptive to that all the time you know
1: yeah, I've only had one like bad experience. And what happened was, um uh this guy, he was um he was very conservative. He was military or ex-military, probably mm-hmm. I can't even say it was military. It was probably just like R O T C or whatever. But he he wanted to talk about mental health as it pertained to the movie Joker and like specifically PTSD. Oh. And I thought okay. that was a great topic, but then when he aired the episode, apparently some of his wife's friends, and I was very skeptical. I really only ended up podcasting with him because I can't remember if it was a wife or an engagement, but let's say wife. Um, she was like 10 years older and she had kids and he did not. And he was like 20 something and going into this knowing that, that he would take on this responsibility. And it was this that gave me the like, okay, let's do this. Like you're not just like a redneck scumbag and then because that because that I was like getting a vibe and we recorded and I thought it went well and then when it aired (laughs) he obviously got attacked and rather than like first of all he kept calling me this lady and although he was like theoretically defending me he also Was not, and I got really ripped apart on his pod or on his like after pod because put it like this so, before me, 14 people listened to his podcast, he got 92 listens when I went on, and Mm -hmm. so I was just like, he was such like, but I let it go. I was like, listen, thank you for defending me, I meant no harm, I apologize to your um uh wife because I had made a comment about people being different and would he approach me. In a bar slash restaurant, and my right. joke, w- and then he said, "Well, I don't know." And I made a joke. I was like, "Well, what if I'm cute?" You know, because we didn't video. He'd never seen me, and whatever. And so, yeah. Apparently, that got taken totally the wrong way, and everything else I had said became unprofessional. Um. However, I let it go. He apologized that I had gone through this. I said, "No big deal," but I'm not promoting your this episode because of this, and like. I just don't need to get attacked, and then because it would do nothing for me. I don't need that kind of, you know. Um, yeah. And then about a week later, he posted a picture, a photo. That's it's actually from like Auschwitz, the hol- you know Holocaust Auschwitz, yeah. and it's of all these empty shoes and people. You know that people had to take off before they went into the gas chambers, and his post was. This is what happens when people surrender their guns. Don't support Democrats, something, something. What? Yeah. And I was like, okay, hold on.
0: Wait a minute now.
1: Yeah. And what I said is, I said to him, and I said it on the post, I was like, do you understand what this is a picture of? Like,
0: seriously.
1: This isn't people surrendering their guns. This oh, is like, oh my gosh. And he held his ground, and at that point I was like, fuck it, I'm out. And so I – How do you hold your
0: ground on that?
1: I don't know. I don't know. And I just – I think it might have been like an education issue, but I was willing to – He wasn't aware. He
0: couldn't have been aware, could he? Except that
1: once I said it, he still insisted that the Jews had given up their weapons, and I – it was awful. It was really painful. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was really painful. So that was just my sort of, nope, we're not doing this. Um, But other than that, I think I've been very lucky. I think I'm pretty easygoing. And so I can get along with a lot of people. There have been some, yeah, there's some awkward moments. But um, that was the main one where I was like, this is fucked up. Like, if you can't even learn from what, I podcast to learn from people. And I would hope that they do the same, you know. So.
0: do you have people like they're like, they don't like that you curse a lot or do, like they've told you that? One. You...
1: I have one. And it's funny because I'm scheduled to talk to her right after we pod. Uh, um, her name is um, Christina Wallinger Reisinger. She mm-hmm. is amazing. She uh, She is a devout religious believer. I don't know if it's Christian or Catholic to be honest, mm-hmm. but um she's very religious and she found out she was pregnant with a child with trisomy 18 and went on to give birth and these are massive complications and right before her daughter's uh first birthday she died and Christina taught me so much about saying We say their name. Her daughter's name was Isabella, and it's important to say it. And we don't say that she lost her or that she passed. We say that she died because that's the reality, and words don't change it. We had a great interview. I cried for a lot of the interview. And then at the end, I made a comment apologizing for me and my goddamn tears. And then two weeks later, she reached out to me, and she said, Can you talk? And she said, Listen— I really enjoyed our interview, but I thought about it, and I just can't promote it because my listeners cannot handle that you use the word goddamn,
0: yeah,
1: and I wasn't aware I mean, it's Goddamn wouldn't it have been high on my words that I think are the worst, you know um I'm actually surprisingly too classy to get into the words that I think are the worst, but it just wouldn't be goddamn. <laughs> too yeah, I mean, I already dropped the C bomb, so um, I know
0: it doesn't bother me. I mean, it doesn't I mean...
1: bother me either. And there are very few words that do bother me. Um, but I, you know, she and I are still friends. I I wrote her an email explaining that I was sort of hurt, and she wrote me an email back, like understanding how I felt, but also this was just not something that she felt comfortable doing. And we've stayed in touch. Um, I helped her when she first set up her pod. I released her episode on the anniversary of her daughter's death. You know, we, um, and she texted me a few days ago and asked to talk because she wants to find another opportunity for us to work together. So no, I respectfully don't curse on her pod. And, um, and I think it's done out of respect and appreciation. Um, and I, Although I don't agree with her because I can turn the logic around like you mean to tell me we did this fantastic interview. And because of this one word I said at the end when I was literally in tears about your dead daughter, you can't air it. Um, And she
0: just edited out. I mean, it's like.
1: It was my pod and I don't know how to edit. And also like. (laughs) Yeah. And also like I don't know if I wanted to because. I get
0: that too. Yeah.
1: You know, like I, um, this is this is about me finding my voice when it was stifled for so long. But, um, you know, either way, I made a friend out of it and I'm very excited to talk to her and to hear what she's come up with, because if she's found a way for us to work together, I think it'll be interesting because we are so different and yet we respect each other so much.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. I... I, I definitely haven't had, I mean, I think I had one time where like a PR person just was, they wanted me to take some things out of their clients, things that the client said. Oh, you know, no. that, Yeah. And I was like, you know, I, I, I did it because I, it was very early on in my podcast and I was wanting to be respectful and, you know, and stuff like that. I think now I probably just wouldn't. I'd be well, like, they said what they said, you know? Yeah. Like,
1: I mean, people do offer, first of all, I don't work with PR people anymore. Because I find that they fuck it up more often than not. Like, the timing, the time difference, whatever. Um, and also, I I, I just don't. Um, but every show, not every show, but a lot of, like, the big ones that I've gone on, they tell me if something happens and you regret it, you can edit it out. And to me, that's not – that sort of defies the purpose of podcasting, you know?
0: Yeah, I agree. I, I totally agree. And they just – unless it's, like, something that is, like, whoa, like – even you, you then com- you, you committed a murder or something, you know, it's like
1: especially okay, then
0: <laughs> then I'm gonna keep it, but I'm gonna tell the authorities about it, you know. Right. I mean, like
1: I mean, that's my know. point. It's one of these, yeah. like, how do you you know? Um I'm just not so sure how you do it. So it's
0: just like a censorship thing, you know. It's like, how do you want do you want to craft yourself to sound a certain way? so that you sound super professional or like you don't have any flaws or are you just, I think podcasting to me is similar. It's like, it just, it's a deeper version of somebody else, you know, just flaws and all, you know? Yeah.
1: Right. And you know, it's funny with, with this book, like I have a friend from college and he reached out to me. He's like, I have this great idea. And he told me like this great idea I should do as far as like, um, I should go online and get like every night and give like five minutes of like a step from the book, which is fine, except I have two nights to do this, but whatever, or three, but um, but he also added that he thinks I should use a backdrop that's not my bedroom. Well, I don't record in my bedroom, perv. But also, like, <laughs> even if I did this, so what? This, like, this is the real me and the real life, and like, I we're a grassroots movement. Like, yes, we have a publishing company; it's teensy. And it's my co-authors. Like, I don't need to pretend to be more professional. In fact, uh, I am fully honest that I am like this oxymoron of professional and unprofessional and, (laughs) you know, like take it or leave it. So um, I love that. Yeah. I I mean, I, I have no choice. This is who I am. And I, I can't, I could pretend to be someone else, but it would take away from my creativity, I think.
0: Yeah. Why would you pretend to be someone else? I never get that. I don't know. I don't know. Or just be yourself, whatever that is. I mean, I mean, I don't know. It's I think podcasts are a great place to just mess up and say things. You're like, oops, you know, like, but not in like you're it's not like you're trying to say something that like, oh, let me maybe some people are to trying to say things to stir up stuff. I never do that. I just may be talking about something and I may think afterwards, mm, I probably would have said that a little differently, but oh well.
1: Well, the, you know. the, like, honestly, the podcast became my place to talk about my mother's suicide because I know they're never going right. to listen. And um, it's really a pretty healthy forum for me. And so I get to have my voice. And the other thing is, at some point, they may come across the fact that I share this information. And I don't know that I feel guilty. Um, You know, we've reached a point where she's not getting help and he's not forcing her to. And so, yeah. Um, this is my chance to air my voice that I didn't get to air in in childhood.
0: Yeah. And like you said, especially now, there's people are going to be listening to a lot of different things. Yeah. At this point, they're at home. They want content to listen to or something. They want to talk to other human beings while they're cooped up. And, um, I don't know. I hope
1: all of our ratings go up, but today's episode has not done very well so far. I'll tell you.
0: <laughs> what are you talking about?
1: My episode that I released today. Oh,
0: have- oh, okay. I mean, you know, listen. Who knows, man? You just put it out there. You know, move on. I don't know. I just, I just like talking about the people who are on my podcast. Like, these are awesome people. Like, I genuinely was excited to talk to you today. You should be. Oh wow! We, but we already okay. know we got
1: along. That's why it's. Fun. I
0: know, but like, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's again. I enjoy. Podcasting with everybody I podcast with, but I don't think it's rude to say that some people you just have better chemistry with. I agree. When you pod, right? It's just like if somebody listens to my podcast and they go, "Oh, that one," I could listen to you talk to that person all day long. Yeah, because we have good chemistry. Right. That's why you know. And some people you can sense the chemistry is is a little overly professional. Or my thing as a host, I can tell when somebody's not trying to give me a lot. You know.
1: Yeah, that doesn't happen with me. And More, it's like verbal vomit that you're like, can you hold back a little?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're just going, but I like that. But there are people who like, you know, they give you a very short answer. It's very succinct, almost like they've been coached into giving answers like that. Uh, I, don't, I don't get that. That's not my thing, but...
1: Well, I will say there are certain questions where the story flows out of me, and I realize I've said it a billion times before, but... um. But I, but that's, but I try not to have her, which is why, uh, you know, I've had podcasts where people try to send me questions beforehand. And I say, if you don't mind, mm-hmm. thanks, but no, yeah,
0: um,
1: because I, yeah. I do want it to be natural. So,
0: well, I mean, do you, I don't know, maybe you do, maybe you don't, I mean, maybe when you meet with friends, uh you, do you have like questions lined up ahead of time? I don't know. I mean, I,
1: Okay, so it depends. If we're meeting with like a couple, my husband and I, especially if it's people that we like haven't seen in a while or it's sort of like if they're not close friends and we're going to like a public, like a, an event or whatever, we absolutely come up with three questions in the car for each of us to ask. Mm, but that's like for the people we're not so close with.
0: And it, yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I've never thought of doing that. I just kind of roll with it, you know, kind of. I don't know. Yeah.
1: I'm not saying it's a ba-
0: I'm not saying it's a bad thing at all. I just haven't done it. You know, I'm just, you know,
1: well, that was before I found my happy people.
0: <laughs> oh, now you just don't have to do that.
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Wow. So, so you're going to join me on March 20th and post. Yeah,
0: remind event. me. Make sure you remind me now. I'm sure, sure you got I an email have popping I don't enough shit out. going yeah. on. Yeah. yeah. Why don't I add more stuff to your plate? Okay, Lindsay?
1: I will remind you. I will do my best. Hopefully we will make a movement. And then, um, you know, my book will be available March 20th, 10 um, Steps to Finding Happy and... The Neurotic Nourishment Podcast, and then my new little baby, the uh, uh, Venn Diagram Life on Psychology Today, which I'm super excited about. Yeah,
0: I want to get that link for that too. I got. I want to. I want to read that blog because it it sounds pretty interesting to me. And um, obviously, this will be this will get out to all of my connections on LinkedIn and stuff. And
1: good that I will send universe. you all of this information.
0: Yeah. And so um, I always appreciate uh, your time, your second time on. There will definitely be another time because I enjoy our chemistry. I do always too. Great. And
1: when I, when my life comes down, I would love to have you on mine as well.
0: Yeah. You just let me know, you know, uh, whenever that's the right time.
1: Sounds and, um, good. I think
0: people really um, enjoy the conversations we have. So.
1: And even if they you. don't, we do. So thank you yeah, Who cares? You so much? Who gives
0: a shit, man? You know what I mean? Like, We like talking. That's the point of my old podcast is like, these are just conversations I'm having with people. I'm going to have many ways. So maybe you could check it out, you know? So thank you so much for your time, Lindsay.
1: Oh, stop. Thank you for having me. It was great talking to you. And let's talk soon.
0: You got it. Thanks. Thank you.
1: Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dr. D's Social Network. Make sure you listen to future episodes. Also, please make sure to rate and review My Dad's Show on Apple Podcasts in the rate and review section. Thanks, everyone. Now that cities are opening back up, there's a lot to look forward to. Good thing Amtrak has convenient downtown-to-downtown service with spacious, comfortable seats that take you and your loved ones to enjoy things like live
0: sports, concerts, museums, plays, weddings, hair salons. Let me say that again. Hair salons. Small talk with strangers going back to the office. That can wait. Ah, the city life. Just an Amtrak away. Find your route on the Amtrak app or on Amtrak.com.